Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So this is probably one of the biggest questions of the week, the Eels. So we know how well they do perform at Bank West. You've got the king of Bank West. <laughs> do not delete that. Do not delete that. What was that? Bank West. Bank West. Hello, welcome to the SC Report, round 19 in the bag. We're all set for round 20. It's winning here and I'm joined by Justine. How are you? Don't Justine me, mate. That's worse than being champed. See, geez, you can't even type right, honestly. Had a rough enough season as it is. It was a late night. And then I see on Facebook Justine's weekly roundup. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. Why are you in such a bad mood? Uh, just over it, mate. Supercoach is just... Draining me, draining me at the moment, but all is not lost because tomorrow night is, or Thursday night, the rebirth of Michael Morgan as a genuine front-running super coach halves gun. Right, should we just get straight on talking about <laughs> scores and updates then? <laughs> oh, there'll be enough more. You're in all sorts tonight. Oh, it's been a, been a big week. I don't know, just... Keen for you're Friday, wearing, though. You're wearing that beautiful green jumper it's again. It's not even green. Anyway, enough about that. We're, I'm keen for Friday. You've managed to snag me a, a ticket to uh, the Storm bloodbath at Suncorp Stadium this Friday. So oh, I'm pretty excited. That. It's going to be good uh, meeting up with a few of the guys there as well. It's uh, always a fantastic game to go to the Broncos versus the Storm. So. Not for Broncos fans. No, Cairns is going to go crazy. Anyway, oh, how, how did you go in round 19? I did all right. It didn't drag us down too bad. Been doing badly. okay the last couple of weeks. You are just waiting for me to ask you how you went, aren't you? I can see it, and I'm not going to give you that. So anyway, I did fantastically. Moving right along to us. You've been the last, the <laughs> you last, kill me, no, the, the last two weeks. I've been impressed. You've cracked the the thousand mark. If don't that well. Oh, I can feel a champ coming along. No, no, Jeez. no, no, champ, oh, no, that's, no that's, champ that's not what we're all about no, no, here. All but good. no, I did all okay. Um, cracked thirteen hundred. Um, it was a big scoring week for a lot of the popular players. So, um, got the bench right. Got the captain right with Teddy. So. Did okay, but obviously elephant in the room. Someone cracked the the big fourteen. Oh, a little little flicker of a smile there. Fourteen hundred. Tell everyone about it. I just had to have a, a nice beer. Then. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, fourteen thirty five. Uh, finished thirteenth overall and uh, season rank Hang climbed. On, what? 13th. 13th overall. Overall. Jeez, yeah. who won? What was the winning score? I don't know. 1,500 be... monstrosity. Yeah, and I had Ken Mamalo on my bench. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me that was <sighs> the reason, though. I don't know. Um, and then, so my rank is within the top 500. And so, thank, thank God for that. You've, you've 
revived the stake bet between us and the champs. So we're not done with yet. And with Morgo coming back and my VC this week, you just know 490 points is currently the difference between us after that huge week from you. Um, Bear has been slipping a little. So he's been fully crowing on on his pond he has, mate. about how uh, much he's going to enjoy tucking into the Fat stake. Fat lady has been. Yeah, singing. apparently. He's but, ordering um, tomahawks, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> And I know all of this is going to lead to him just going absolutely ballistic this week. But we're still in with a shot. 490 with, what, is it six, five rounds to go? Something like that. Yeah, so, and it would, the gap would only be it would be closer. It would be only 100 if Nick was still on the podcast. Hashtag miss you, Nick. Living in the past. Like, should have started your own solo pod then and, and joined solo pods. And, he did. Yeah, no, you should have. Should have stuck with that team. Well, I basically do. I basically do a solo pod every Wednesday night. Please, I'm not the color here. You're the you're the Wilfred of this pod, as as we talked about. You're all about the stats all of a sudden. So anyway, without further ado, let's get straight into the team news. Sure, and here we go. Right off top of the bat, Thursday night game. The news everyone's been waiting for. Michael Morgan back from his uh, horrible concussion layoff. So finally got the all clear from a couple of specialists there, and he's back. Um, don't really care about anything else, to be honest. I'll just leave you with that. So for the Warriors, you've got Isaac Luke, who's been ruled out for three weeks, uh, and he will likely be uh, covered by Carl Lawton in the starting side. For the Broncos, you've got Matt Gillette, who look likely to miss again, and there's concerns floating around. He's got a couple of injuries um, that just won't die at the moment yeah, or go, go away. announced the back Yeah, well. it doesn't cool. look good. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it keeps getting named, but uh, that keeps getting delayed. He didn't train all this week, so he looks like he's definitely out on Friday night. So that causes a bit of a positional switch, and it does have an impact on the Supercoach perspective as well. Uh, so Alex Glenn will shift back to the second row and Xavier Coates to left centre. Now that... Uh, is interesting because Glenn had moved into the centres to try and fix up the, the defence, which had been horrific down that side. Um, so the Storm right hand side could have a field day this week, this uh, this Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even on a on a good day out for the Broncos, they struggle against the Storm at Suncorp for whatever reason. They just turn it on. So if your your side's loaded with Storm players, I reckon you you're a good shout at that uh, at a big score this week. So for the Knights, you got Lockie Fitz is back. Uh, he returns. I think he was out with a, a shoulder injury or an elbow injury, um, but they have wielded the axe big time. So. Uh, Levi, Ramian, and also SASA have been dropped. So Nathan Brown has had enough, mm. uh, and uh, he's cut a few of his more regular first graders. Yeah, Pong is still there, though. No suspension, hey, but poor old Sammy still hasn't recovered, our boy Lakey. So for the Sharks, you've got Andrew Fafita, who returns for suspension, but surprisingly has been named on the bench. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on and what impact that will have. Matt Moylan returns from a hamstring injury. And this sees some positional shifts in the back line with uh, Josh Dugan. Um, looks like he's shifting to the centres and Josh Morris out to the wing, but we'll have that confirmed uh, a little bit as we get closer to the, the game. And uh, the best name in rugby league, Ronaldo uh, Mulitalo. <laughs> best name, you can't pronounce it. I don't know what it is. Though. Ronaldo Mulitalo. Yep. I yep. got it? Ronaldo. 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 Uh, Wade Graham also returns to the starting pack, seeing Kurt Capewell drop to the bench. For South, you've got Sam Burgess, who is back. He's been out for probably about eight weeks now. It's yeah. been a long time. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Obviously, he's, he's going to be so struggling 
with a bit of fitness maybe. Um, yeah, been lying in a hospital bed and, and all that can't be um, can't be good for the match fitness. But no, he's a he's a professional, so I wouldn't expect him to to not bounce back. To- very quickly. And for the Roosters, uh, they're going to—they're missing three big names. And I'm a little bit concerned in terms of what kind of impact this could have and maybe a, a James Tedesco because um, they're losing a lot of go forward, a lot of grunt. So mm. Boyd Cordner, um, obviously the edge guy, but they're losing two of their starting props. So JWH and also Takiaho are going to be out for... Um, Waria Hargraves is out for, I think, one week with suspension, but Takiaho is going to miss the next two to three weeks. So um, that's going to be interesting to see. They are playing the Titans, um, so that is a positive, but uh, I don't know. that That's going to impact the speed of the, the play of the ball. Mm. Or, Teddy gets all these points around the ruck and getting... Um, you know, f- following these big guys and getting the offloads and then just busting through. So maybe that's going to have a bit of an impact, but we'll see. Yeah, like last week, JWH set up the first try for Teddy through the middle with, a, with an offload to Radley. And then yeah. the week before that, it was Takiyaho who set it up. Well, Rhea Hargrave was really good last yeah. week. Yeah. So again, like you wouldn't, you don't normally put um, those sort of things together, but maybe this does um, sway you away from Teddy captaincy this week. So for the Titans, you got Alec Brimson and also Dale Copley who are out injured. Uh, and then for the Eels, you've got Sean Lane who is back while Michael Jennings also returns, which sees Brad Takarangi shift to the wing and then the rookie um, Parry drop out. Mm. So I think as well, given that Michael Jennings, this hasn't been confirmed, but I would assume that Michael Jennings being back means that he and Sivo now match, now line up together on that left edge and Wonga Blake continues to play on the right as he did last week with Takarangi moving out to the edge. Bit of conjecture there about what side Blake plays on, but given he played there on the uh, right edge last week and uh, Jennings is, is the left centre with Sivo combination. Um, I Let's think see. That's the, uh, this will, the proof will be, uh, going to be quite interesting to see Takarangi out in the wing. I, I can't recall yeah, him playing there. unit. Uh, that is it for all the team news. Outside of that, we've already spoken about Isaac Luke, so he was found guilty, um, so he's out for three weeks. I've also spoken about the Roosters injury issues. Now, the, the news which is just coming out today is that Toe Harris could miss the remainder of the season, and that's fantastic news for Jazz Hands Tavana. <laughs> Jazz Hands. Who's, who's one is that again? I've, I've seen that floating around. I assume it's Anton. Anton loves a good nickname, but... Yeah, that that is. So that was shout always, out. <laughs> he owes us. Uh, that's it's a fair call because that was always the conjecture for me about Tavanga is just how long he can continue to play um, those big sort of minutes through the middle, and the fact that Harris was due back any any moment um, over the last month or so was was what would sway me over against him. But yeah, it, great news if you've already got Tavanga or. I don't know if you'd be picking him up with all those injury concerns. He just carries every single game. but Doesn't seem to matter. It's, a, it's no, an easy 60 all. points. Matulette we've spoken about as well. And then lastly, we've run out of Welder's Dog beer. Boys, if you're listening in Armadale, mm. we're waiting. You know what we're drinking instead? It is a lovely 4X gold. Yep. And, and people south of the border will just you know almost vomit in their mouths at, the, at hearing that. But Welder's Dog, boys. We need our next batch. That's what you've reduced us to. So we've got a packed podcast tonight, JT. We're going to jump straight into the two-minute drill in a minute. And then we're going to follow it up with uh, the start-sit uh, selection dramas, I know, questions that we've got. Um, similar thing to what we, we did last weekend. It seemed to, to work quite well. And then we're going to finish off with maybe some Twitter questions, and, and that'll be it. So let's just jump straight into the two-minute drill. Justin? Mm, Justine? Thank you. No, no, thank you. 
What is the first, uh, I guess, key uh, super coach relevant story of the week that we need to discuss? Big one. Do you start Andrew Fafida off the bench this week? You tell me. Uh, well, out of necessity, I am. So my current front row rotation so, is... Uh, okay, so forget that. Forget that. Just yeah. say you've got a... Well, I was going to say you've got a good squad, but... Yeah, thank you. That would be about to laugh nice. um, incessantly. Um, just imagine you've got a sack squad. Um, Fafita is, uh, would ordinarily be one of your first or second picks in the front row. Um, but just say you've got um, him, Haas, Clemmer, and and that's basically it, right? Mm. Or Tapao, or something like that. Um, think about it from, you know, what we spoke about before off air. Um, you know, what do you think of his chances this week because of everything that's happened? Uh, it depends. I think if you want to play it safe and you're doing quite well in the rankings and your side has a Haas and Clemmer, I don't think you need to to play cute or, or hope that he's going to come off the bench and do something incredible. But I think if you were hunting in some ways for a pod, I think he'll be this week, given people will just be scared off by the fact he's a bench. I think he's got a lot of upside. And Do you I really think, think that he'd be a pod play considering how high his ownership is, though? I think so. I can't see many people, unless you're like me and having to play him uh, because you can't get anyone else in there. I, I think a lot of people are going to play it safe at this stage of the year, or at least a lot of the, the higher-ranked players. But we see what he can do. He, he needs, say, I guess, 40 to 50 quality minutes when he's out on the park there to, to really rack up a good score. We know what he can do out there. He's not leading into this game with the best of form, but if you read some of the articles that are coming out this week just about how he's training the house down and he put his hand up after what he did against the Warriors to get himself suspended and all of that, the fact he's been um, given a bit of a dressing down by being moved to the bench, I think it all points to him coming on against tired Rabideau Fords um, and just running amok. So he he won't need the the big minutes, I don't think, um, if he is in that sort of frame of mind so for mine if you're willing to take a risk um 100% he's the kind of guy that can come on and just go to town yeah I don't know it's it, it, his form is very concerning so there must be something else going on so if you round 10 he turned up against Manly at a cracking performance so he played 54 minutes uh at 54 base as well but he had a heap of attacking stats that game then you're looking at the game against Dragons. He scored 56, and there was a buy. Then Parramatta, 91 with a try. Uh, and then the Raiders, 58, and then a few uh, breaks. And then he had the Storm with 50. And then uh, the last game played was an absolute nightmare against New Zealand where he got sin-binned. If you have a closer look there, you can see his minutes have decreased over that period. So at the start of the year, he was playing over 50 easily there. Some games in the 70s. That's really dropped down. So, I mean, you can interpret that in a, a couple of different ways, but they've got Uali, who's coming off the bench. He's playing really well. Um, they've also got Woods, who's back too. Um, he would look okay last weekend. Paul Gallon's playing big minutes. Wade Graham returns this weekend. Um, so I don't think we're going to see Fafita go back to the 70 minutes. Mm. Uh, so the best you're probably going to get is between 40 to 50. And if he's not offloading... Yeah, but sometimes just quality over quantity. Well, yeah, well, but... Depends what frame of mind he's in. He's very much, you just know, like 100% of how he goes out on the field is all to do with what's going on mentally. Yeah. The negatives are that he's out of form. Mm. Um, 
But looking past that, the, the two opposition he's played most recently, the Raiders and the Storm, they don't concede too much from a super coach perspective to any position, really. Um, he is coming up against the Rabbitohs this weekend. And did you know that they've conceded the least amount of points to front row forwards mm. this season? did read your article. I did see that. And, and we're thinking about why. And it looks like they've got a pretty big forward pack. Mm. Um, you also made a really good point about Damien Cook, just a lot of tackles up the middle. Um the, the big boys just don't seem to be able to get over them. Hmm. That's fair. And then, but you've got to consider as well, he's coming off the bench against either tired forwards or some of the benches like Liam Knight, Mark Nichols that are there. They're not of the same caliber as, say, a, defensively as a Totola, um, surges through the middle there. Uh, Cook might even be a bit weary if he does um, have a tired bone in his body. But I don't know. I can just see it, it has all the makings for like a classic for feeder performance, just where he crabs across field. He's got the fen going. He's got the offload trying to spark something. And I can't work out like like you why the, the Rabbitohs have been so good there, whether it's just the fact that tackles stick more than other teams or they're always playing at A and Z and it's slippery as all hell and Night whatever games. it might be. Yeah, I, but... I, do like, I do like the uh, the idea of what you said as well about them playing against the second the second tier guys when he'll come on. So Knight and uh, whoever else is on their bench as well. Um, that's who he's going to be coming up against and you know, he could should be able to overpower some of those dudes. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I can see this has been a making of just Fafita having a huge game. He seems like the kind of guy that needs a bit of a kick up the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll have a real chip in his shoulder. Uh, starting on the bench, maybe Morris has done a, a really smart thing here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I can just see him flying out 100 miles an hour. But again, that's that's us just playing a guessing game, taking a risk. And if you're safe, you don't need to. I, I think, but I, yeah, but I I think the the least riskiest option is to play him because of because yeah. of how high his ownership is. There's going to be you and I which are analysing this and talking through it. And there's going to be a few other people as well. But I think the majority of people, and I need to have a look at what his ownership is in the moment. But I think it's upwards in the forties. Mm. Um, they're just going to play him because he's Fafita, and they're probably going to have squad depth like you as well. So they they might have Haas. And they'll have Fafita, but then they're going to have Tapao and then maybe someone else. Yeah. Well, in my case, I've got Pangai suspended and big Joshy Kerr, who's dropped. I yeah, thought he was going to Could have enough sitting in there already. So I, yeah. I, I think the, 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 the least risky option you can do is just to play him. That's fair. Well, you can't see him really, if he's coming on in that mood, going below, say, a 40. Which at mm. the end of the day, it's not the worst. Yep. Okay, we've uh, we've spent about 10 minutes. Was that two minutes? God, that flew by, <laughs> didn't it? And the next big talking point of the week, we're probably going to spend a bit, bit of time on as well. But um, we, uh, we've we got some fantastic captain options this week, headlined by Tedesco and Turbo. Mm. Um, I personally don't think you can go wrong. Which way you go? Well, we talked about it a little bit before, the fact that the Roosters are running a bit short in their forwards, um, who create so much space for him. Um, so that is sort of one of the only cons I could I could really come up with when trying to stack between Teddy and Turbo here. So I'm a new Turbo owner as of this week. Congratulations, JT, finally made it. So you're just about six weeks late in the party. <laughs> RTS has been just fine for me. I'm a little sad to trade him out, but... It's very weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're trading out a guy on top for a... Oh, yeah, it's just... Another it is strange, guy on but top. But I didn't, I didn't do this last year and I missed out on Two all the points. On top, so, so, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so anyway, back to captaincy option. I'm running with Turbo this week. Um, Lotto land, hopefully in the dry against the Knights there. Um who looked a little shaky against the Tigers well, last week. Just make sure you game. check out Cirque's article on 
Friday that'll have uh, all the latest weather reports. Mm. And shout out, Cirque. And yeah, that's that's it. It could come down to it could come down to the weather. So if it's a bit slippery at Lotto Land, um, if there's you know a bit of rain around, then then maybe you automatically just shift to Teddy. Um, they're hoping it, it'll stay dry. But for mine, as it stands, hoping uh, dry weather games, Arvo games for both of these guys. Turbo at Lotto Land wins out for me. So here are the numbers, JT. Mm, oh, good numbers. So, Trevojevic's scores at Brookvale Oval this year, 58 in 42 minutes, 167-106. Tick. Yep. So he missed his first encounter with the Knights earlier this year, but scored 73 and 67 points again against them last year. And then so for fullbacks versus the Knights, this is how they've done in the past five weeks. Uh, Thompson last week with 80. Tedesco, 95, DWZ, 58, RTS, 41, and Milford, 42. So those in particular, those past two scores, um, is mm. what, we, we, what we do want from our captain. Looking at Tedesco, the last five fullback scores against the Titans have been Milford, 87, Papanusen, 808, Edwards, 113, Trevojevic, 73, and RTS, 84. Mm. Only 73 against Tommy Turbo. Hmm. I remember that one. I thought for sure I could hold off. But from memory, that was I think that was his return from injury as well. No, he'd been back. So his return was against the Cowboys earlier in the year where he was a bit shaky. Then he just absolutely launched. And everyone was lining him up for this Titans game. And he looked like an inch away from breaking clear every single time he ran the ball. He was terrifying as a non-owner, but the Titans did Yeah, no, on. you're right. So that was the game following his 167. So... Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, but the Titans then and versus listen, now, lot's oh, changed. Well, yeah, but um, so so the Knights, they, they, they mm. haven't won. They've won one game in the last five weeks, and that game was five weeks ago. So they're all over the place. They've made so many positional changes at the moment. Manly just beat Ma- uh, Melbourne in Melbourne. Um, yeah. They're on, you see what they did against the Eels last time they played at Lotto Land, mm. um, hashtag Brookvale. And, you know, I just... I don't think... Well, we're overthinking it. Yeah. I'll, I don't think you should overthink this. If you pick one of the two, I think they're both going to go really well mm. um, and they're going to be a beast dick in between both of them. But even then, like we just mentioned the Storm Golden Point game. So it was 90 minutes of grueling football between two arch rivals. That's got to take it out a little bit mentally and physically. So there's also... Oh, a, I thought it was all good. There's, all, okay, there's also a, t- a chance with Teddy as well. That he, well, it's probably not going to happen that if they're up by 40... Against Titans, he gets benched. Yeah, fair call. Whereas I think that the game against the uh, the Knights, I can see this being a really interesting duel between Ponga and uh, Trojevic. Yeah, you can't see... um, I can't see Turbo getting rested unless they're absolutely slaughtering them. So I'd love to see that. The interesting interesting thing here too, if you're looking at it from a safety perspective, I think Tedesco is currently uh, captaining... There's about 23% of all owners captaining Tedesco. Whereas there's about seven percent ta- um, captaining Trojevic, hmm. um, which I thought was interesting, but um, Turbo, uh, sorry, Teddy is owned by a double the amount of people. Yeah. Um, so it is a bit of a pod play going Turbo, which I was surprised about. It might close the gap, might close a bit as people, more people, bring in Turbo this yep. week. Yep. Um, but I thought that was quite interesting. So it's the could sa- also be like everyone captain Teddy. Well, not everyone, but most people captain Teddy last week. Sure, so they still got sure. it sitting on him, for example. So the proof will be in the pudding tomorrow. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think I was quite surprised with that. So you know, if you're in the top couple of hundred, just say if you're I don't know where Bear is now, but just say if you're sitting in the top couple of hundred, 
Um, oh, Carlos. Hmm. Our boy Carlos is what in the top three hundred. What would Carlos do? So, do you reckon if you're if you're Carlos and you, if you're not tweeting about weird Japanese wrestling all day, <laughs> um, uh, are you what? What? He just tweets about wrestling all day. Weird Japanese. All yes. right. It's, it's pretty <laughs> weird. Whatever floats floats the boat. I don't know no. who's. I don't. I actually haven't seen anyone respond to any of his tweets. So I'll. I don't I'll think get was, a, I'll rather than respond there. Journaling is just tweeting about Japanese restaurant wrestling. Anyway, and also killing it in Supercoach. Oh, absolutely, and writing a fantastic article for us on a Wednesday night as well. Absolutely, but if I was him and I was that close and and whatever, I don't know. I'd be almost trying to make up some ground. So I have a feeling like if you're in the top 100, you're playing it safe with um, uh, Turbo, just given what he what his ceiling is, especially at home. But if I was someone just looking to gain ground on those guys, like a Carlos, then I'd be, I don't know, going a, a Teddy. Because I think they're less likely to take that risk, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. At the end of the day... This, this I don't think you can go you wrong. Um, no, no, just pick good. one or the other. Make sure you know what the weather is. Yeah. Uh, both of them have track records, and both of them have got a lot going for them this weekend. Mm. Um, and they're playing two sides that are, are in pretty ordinary condition at the moment. It's probably a good segue. We talk enough about captains, but we had a Twitter question from Mike Roke today who's asked who our the best VC options this weekend are. Um, before I get into some that I've, I've written down and, and same as you... Have you actually prepared about, something for the podcast? Oh, I had a couple of minutes to scroll some stuff together. But if you could, would you look at doing a turbo VC, Teddy C sort of thing? So now that... Have a few you, of the nuffs, how could you possibly do that? A few of the nuffs, Oh, you put the V, you click the blue V button on, on Tom. Oh, true. Jesus. You're an idiot. Wow. This is why I'm 5K. Shit. Yeah, you're yeah, an idiot. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe just VC. Did, did you just server. say that? Yeah, can we delete that? <laughs> nah, leave it in. Leave it in. Let everyone know why. Okay, but in a theoretical world. I do, where... uh, well, we can take, but I do have a bit of a plan as to how you could potentially um, VC Turbo. But you, you, you've you prepared something, Justin. You, you go. <laughs> no, that was, that's why I should write stuff down. So that was just going off, <laughs> off the cuff there. But no, fair call. So, but would Tommy Turbo be a VC option? Potentially. Given you can't now see. Well, if you, had, if you had big nuts and said, well, Latron Mitchell's going to be my captain against the Titans, then there's yeah. your option. Yeah, there you go. He was one of the VC, op- the captain options I had if you weren't looking at one of the fullbacks. I think that's been a bit cute, but mm. I can see... Especially Mitch- after last week. I, I, can see, I can see Mitchell blowing up this weekend. Yeah. No, that's a fair call. So he's running. He's up against um, Callum Watkins, who I've got no idea uh, about. Yeah. Last game, I guess he wasn't... Callum Watkins was just watching uh, the other side get towed up, so... Yeah, well, I don't know. There's not much to All read right, so into. So who are your who are your but, VC options? Um, outside of that, I thought uh, Kenny Mamalo at home, but offset that against the fact he's up against the more uh, miserly Raiders uh, right edge. Yeah, so that's, I think they, I think they've Thomas I think they've conceded a maximum of 39 points per game to left wingers so far this season. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, just the fact he's he's such a gun player. He's top equal top try scorer. Um, yeah, I'll be starting him this week. Yeah, he's a start. Um, whether you're willing to take the risk, there's not a lot of other great options looking at him. So Munster tomorrow night, uh, so Friday night against the Donkeys. Um, he'd be a great shout if you had him there. Um, You've got him Friday night. I wish I did have him. Um, traded him out when he was in a slump, which was one of my few good decisions this year. 
Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely worth it. Uh, we saw what he did. We watched firsthand what he did at Suncorp last time he was there. Yeah, round nine That's against Paramount. the years. Yep. What was your trade that week? Oh, I don't remember, Matt. I've had uh, that. Speaking of speaking of great trades, I'm sure it was one of them. Gutherson at 600k. Yeah, yeah, but he's just coming good now. He's just basically buying him for now. All right, um, so but anyway, pick so I one. Mamalo for mine if I was to chuck a VC um, on someone that wasn't named Michael Morgan. So for me, I'm probably looking at maybe uh, Tamalolo tomorrow night, uh, an option. So he's got a really, really um, high floor, um, and he's one try away, which he has been very close the last couple of weeks. Really close to scoring. If he does, he tons up. Hmm. Um, the others are Cameron Smith and Munster versus the Broncos on Friday night. Smith averages 80 points per game against the Broncos over his career. Loves playing at Suncorp. Munster had 150 points against the Eels in round nine uh, during Magic Round. Um, so I can see him blowing up. I think he's got to average versus the Broncos around about 65 points per game too. And then what well, we did uh, discuss briefly then, if you're pretty keen on uh, Roosters doing an absolute job on the Titans on Sunday, uh, Latrell Mitchell will kick a lot of goals and his kicking is fantastic at the moment. Um, I think you could bank on you know, 70 to 80 points for him on, on Sunday. Uh, you, could, you could lob the, the VC onto Turbo and see if he can go 100 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if... Whatever happens to him, if he doesn't, if he scores a 70 or a 60 or whatever, then you just stick with the, the captain on uh, Mitchell on Sunday. Yep, that's fair enough. There's not a lot of other great options, though. So, yeah, you're really banking on Latrell not being lazy for once. So it's a big risk. But, yeah, as we've said, like Turbo is, is just such a great shout this week. All right. So people are trading out TPG, TPJ this week, which I was a bit surprised about. Do you agree with that? Uh, oh, it's a bit... Of a difficult one. So he's, we saw last week what happened. So he got hooked after coming back from the sin bin, but it was his first game playing in that um, sort of lock position as well, which we feared might do some, um, drop some minutes off his game. And that's the big risk there. So he's been playing 80 and killing it. Um, big impact, a lot of offloads and all that sort of stuff. So I don't think it's the worst trade out if you've got the trades to make, but otherwise it just sounds a little luxurious. Yeah, I think so. I think you just got to hold him. There's the injury concerns to Gillette as well, so I can see him just staying on the edge um, yep. the whole way through um, and then just continue to pump out. Broncos have still got a fair few games at Suncorp over the next month, uh, yeah. and I can see them putting up some pretty big scores away from the likes of the Melbourne Storm. Well, he plays the Cowboys next week, so Ooh. he always seems to just save himself. That's, that's one or two in North Queensland, though, I think. In North Queensland, but on he scored Thursday against night. us last, last year. He'd be fired up, the big boy. Yep. Okay, so who are the best pod choices for the run home? So I've pulled together a list of names based on positional, uh, and this is just kind of going through 10% ownership and form. So there's a key criteria there. So at hooker, I've got Fainu and Tavanga. So they're the two guys that are sitting really low on ownership still and huge upside with, with them, particularly Fainu without Coruscant in the side. Uh, and I'll be definitely looking at him next year as one of my hooking or maybe my starting hooker. Uh, to be honest. Front row forward, Matthew Lodge. So he's been on fire. Um, I think he's got 60, 90 on the weekend, and he's got an average of over 70 um, over the past, say, five weeks. Um, he's been absolutely killing it. Um, scored a try, though, against the Titans. Yeah, but even without that, he's still got 70 points, yeah. 60 points. So he's doing really well. Um, second row, you've got Nathan Brown and David Fafita. So Brown has been fantastic apart three past three weeks. I think he had 70 base points last week. Um, and his ownership is around about 1%. David Fafita has just been killing it on the edge since they've moved him there into the starting position. 
did play the Bulldogs and the Titans, so let's see how he goes up against the Storm this weekend. But I think he could be a sneaky one for the run home. Just a little bit over 400k. Uh, he's a player that I've definitely got targeted in uh, for the next year. In the halves, you've got Cody Walker and Connor Watson. So Cody Walker is down uh, mid 400,000, scored 100 points on the weekend. South has got a pretty good run home. Uh, and we've seen what he can do. As soon as he gets his confidence up, he's got 100s in him quite easily. And then Connor Watson is basically, a, you can bank 60 to 70 points if he's starting at hooker. Uh, and that's what we've seen so far. He's a tackle bot. Tackle bot. Yeah, and he just looked super, really good when he came on in the weekend. And then Levy, Levy is, uh, has been dropped. Um, remains to be seen if he comes back into that side. I think there's rumours that he's going to be moving over to New Zealand next year. And then in, at centre wing, I've got Waka Blake and Will Hopawada. So Blake, 55 points in his debut for the Eels. Uh, they play quite a few more games at Bank West. I can see him doing well. I think he had about 45 and just pure base. So that's that's very solid. And then the other one is Hopawade. So he's averaging 80 points per game over the past five weeks. Um, if he wasn't playing for the Bulldogs, he'd be right up mm. there with one of the must-owns. Uh, that's the only concern. He's very expensive. I think around about 580000 yep. Um I mean, just with his... He's got a high floor as well for a centre wing, and he looks good. Um would, would he be someone that you'd be looking at as a bit of a pot option if you had the cash or does just the fact that he plays for the Bulldogs put you off? Not really. I think given the way most centre wings are shaping up now, you've got um, Bateman, Mal, maybe, uh, both of them in there. You've got guys like Mamalo. Um, His ownership's still quite low, though. Yeah, well, then the others might have Sivo, Gutho, Sherry. Um, there's a lot of good candidates there that you're very willing to play on matchups or play week to week. But a guy like Hopawadi, he plays in such a terrible team. Um, he's, he's stacked his, with attacking stats at the moment. He's got three tries in his last five games. He's got a couple of very simple assists last week. So it's all like peaked for him. It's hard to... I don't know. I, I can't genuinely see it continuing and given the side he's in. So if you've got 580k lying around, you don't have a full center wing yet. Um, I don't know. I, I guess if you're truly a pod hunter, absolutely. But... I don't know. I can't see many people wanting to break this. Yeah, well, Marlowe's still just around about 12% ownership, so that's it's pretty low. You'd imagine most of those teams are still in the fight. They wouldn't be dead teams or anything, given where he was at the start of the year. Yep. Okay, well, I think that's it for the two-minute drill. We've gone way over, but there's lots of uh, important issues to discuss. Let's just have a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, some start-sit discussion. For this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Round 20. So how'd you go with your start sits in round 19? 
I didn't do too badly. So I kept Sherry on the bench there. Um, he got a late try that sort of burned me a bit there. Um, I kept Gutho off the field as well. Um, the only real down game from my center wings was from Latrell, who everyone played. So and I don't think I made too poor a decision there. Played Gerbo. Um, he was good. So, yeah, got nothing like the week before. Yeah, I mean, I had Mal Marlowe on the bench, and that hurt a fair bit. Also, Madison and Cleary. Um, so if that had included a couple of those guys, the score would have been a little bit better, but um, wasn't too disappointed with in, including the likes. I brought Bra- Bateman in um, and then also started Sherry. So um, can't complain too much. So let's what we're going to do, similar to last week, just run through some of the, the, the players which we think you should start. And then some of the players which we think you potentially can sit this week based on uh, upcoming matchups, form, uh, squad composition, all that kind of stuff. So your boys tomorrow night, uh, the left side of defence has been pretty shit. Yeah, I mean, well, Javid Bowen was the cause of a lot of that and he's now gone. Uh, replaced by Colin Hess out there though. So he had his first real test last week against the Sharkies who just couldn't hold the ball. Um, but he did play quite well. In, in terms lots of, of runs, lots of runs. He, he stuck his tackles, which is big for the big fella out there in the centers. Um, this week comes up against Essan Masters, who's been disappearing at no, for about not kicking two goals, months. not kicking goals. So wouldn't be worrying about him. But if you've got Superpod David Norfoluma, um loves a try against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's had a bit of a down week last week, but I can see him doing quite well here. So I'd be playing him against against the rookie Talungi. So as we spoke about before, the Raiders have been very strong um, down the right side. Uh, so left wingers haven't been scoring too well against him. Made that mistake last weekend with mm. leaving out Kenny Mamalo. Um, he's just his base and his work ethic, particularly runs. It's just. He's got such a low floor, such a high floor for a, a winger that, um, you know, he only just needs one try and he's 70 points. Yeah, he's top try score for a reason. They love shuff, shoveling the ball out there. Um, Cody Nicarima back this week too. Yeah, that'll help. Um, I don't know, he just he just looks great coming out of his own end. A lot of strong runs, a lot of busts. Um, I don't think you sit him. Uh, Raiders have been great against uh, left wingers, as we've said, but... I don't know, you just can't look at this guy and want to and sit him out regularly. So like you did last week, I think you've learned your lesson. So old Jazz Hands, he's been pumping out a minimum of 60 points per game. His minutes have dropped down to around about 60 mark, but he's just a, an absolute beast from a base perspective. Uh, the Raiders have been very good um, and hard to play against this year, but they have been conceding points to locks. So I can see that, uh, that it's a pretty safe 60 points um, to lock in. So some people questioning whether to start... Um, Tavanga, I think you just lock him in and just you know just bag that that sixty points, which I know a lot of people are kind of thinking about with Madison as well. Um, he's kind of a, a high floor guy now too on the edge, um, fifty five to sixty points. You're effectively just banking that. Yeah, and then on the odd chance he scores a try, you're, you're absolutely sitting gold. So yeah, for sure, I'd be playing Tavanga if I had him. What about your boy? The star, Simonson star. He's been on fire apart from last week, and he's still in a fair few sides. So our competitors on the, the champs pot have got him, I think, both Wilf and Guy. So um, you're foreseeing a bit of a uh, similar story in terms of what Mike Acevo did to Beal and Ashford last week. Ashford's still trying to pick himself up. He doesn't know where he is. That fend was something out of this world. But Simonson's got that match up this week, so 
if you had him, you might be a bit burnt from last week, but uh, that that run from Sevo will, will uh, have you thinking there could be big points around the corner. So the Broncos have conceded the most amount of points to hookers this year. Cameron Smith has averaged 80 points per game against the Broncos over his career. Yeah, they're basically the lolcos when he's in town, mate. So if you had Smith, um, missed him in the VCs, but he'd be a definite one. Um, for mine with the goals that he's probably going to kick, probably 78 of them being conservative Friday night. But yeah, I mean, if they can, they, they played Smith once round one, uh, he did quite well there. So yeah, it'd be, be all over Smith this week. But the, I was going to say there about uh, just in terms of that positional change with Gillette going back to, uh, sorry, dropping out and Glenn going back to the edge. Um, but there's not really anything too much there for the the storm on the right hand side to be well that you can maybe utilise uh, from a super coach perspective. And is that in relation to your boy Kenny Bromwich? Well, he's on the left. Uh, you've got Felice Cafusi, not too many people own him. Uh, plus, you got the likes of a uh, who else is there? You've got a Will Chambers and uh, Shandor is not there this weekend. Mm. He's been dropped. But you've got Vinavalu. Um So yeah. Not really going to do anything there. That's not really an advantage because people don't have too many of those players. Um, but we, so we can move on to the next game. Connor Watson. We spoke about him. Uh, he's going to play the full eighty. Um, so you should definitely be starting him if you own him. The Roosters versus the Titans. So Kiri was really disappointing last weekend. But you've just got to roll him out again. You can't risk it. I think that averaged sixty points per game to halves this season. Mm, that was a weird game from the Roosters last week. Kiri ran the ball once, but as you said, Titans are just so weak defensively. Um, Kiri, Latrell, Teddy, no, no real need to go too deep into those. Yeah, they're both captain options. The Panthers versus the Bulldogs. So Tor, um, he just can't stop storing, scoring tries. I think there's five in the past three weeks. So he's up against the Bulldogs' left side defence this week that saw Josh, saw uh, Brett Morris and Manu score over 60 points last weekend. Um, I mean, he was one of the first players that I players that I selected this weekend. Mm. And he's, he's a VC option as well. Two words, Carrot Holland. He's there, he's defending, we're, we're trying to. So bank on anyone marking up against him. So Toto for sure. So Brittany Cora, he's underwhelming performance last week or poor score was one of the reasons why I think that I kind of crept up the rankings a bit because I don't own him. Mm. Um, if you own him, you've got to start him this week. He was really unlucky. He was literally a centimetre away from scoring a try. Suffered a bit of an ankle injury in the in the opening or st- close to the start of the game as well, and you know he just looked really dangerous. And there was just it seemed like a bit of a miscommunication between him and Sean Johnson at times. Um, so South averaged fifty seven points per game to right side second row forwards this year. So if you own him, don't get too annoyed that he didn't perform for you last week. Just roll him straight back out again. Um, hopefully he can pay you back. I don't know. I don't. Well, he had that one big game against the Warriors where he scored to try and set one up. But outside of that, Nakora hasn't been great. We were talking that before that Warriors game that he's an absolute sell because he's just been doing nothing. So maybe that one big week is the illusion. Yeah, maybe. But but South have also been conceding points to right edge forwards as well. So um, if there's one week to be playing him and rolling him out, it was it was so close last week and just scoring basically a ton again. So it would have been two My tons Cowboys in a row. Cowboys defended far too well. They <laughs> just got robbed, robbed in the end. So, um, but yeah, okay, Rabbitohs a little shaky there. But I can see this one being a bit of a grind. Yeah, same. Board, so I don't know. It, yeah, 
It's a it's a tough one because Nakora is that matchups guy that you're keeping around, and I don't think he's had too many good matchups. But he's also a high ownership guy too. So if he does fire and that, you own him and he's goal. sitting on the bench, then you're going to suffer. So I don't own the likes of a Cameron Smith. I don't own the likes of a Nakora. Um, you know, I'm potentially I'm every time those guys get the ball, I'm just praying that they don't do anything with it. Hmm. Let's move on to the sits. So I'll be sent. I'll be benching all of my Broncos players this Friday night, except for Haas. Yep. Fair call, and that's what your stags and Milfords. Yeah, and I can see, I can actually see quite a few people continuing to roll out stags just because of how, um, well, how well he's been playing. Um, but it's a different kettle of fish uh, this weekend against, uh, you know, it's not the Bulldogs and the Titans. Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair call. So, what about South? So, that we already raised at the start of the podcast, they've conceded the least amount of points to front row forwards. Um, I don't know if it's just because they've got a big pack, whether they're just that's just part of their the strength of the game. If you look at the Roosters, for example, it's almost the complete opposite. They do concede points up the middle. It just depends what how their, their structures are. Um, so what does that mean for a benched Andrew Feeder? I think we've covered that to death yep. already. Um, Souths have also conceded the second fewest amount of points to the left centers. Um, so assuming that Sherry does start there, that's where the edge he played on last week, um, you got, I think, Dugan and Morris are going to play on the other side. I, I won't be starting him this weekend. No. So last week, he, Sherry, yeah, he was a little uninvolved for mine. So he was he was up against a, you know, Cohen Hess, and everyone thought, oh, you might steamroll him here. Except and, for that Ponger-esque try that he scored. Yeah, but that's it. So the only way he got through in the end was was a darting run back through the middle. He also and, had a force um, dropout too. Yeah, somehow got that. Good on you, Cowboys. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Sherry's... He needs a really strong matchup for me to be playing him um, in my side anyway. So I don't see that against South. I can't see them conceding that sort of try that we did. So for mine, he's a sit. So I'd be sitting Sam Burgess if I owned him. I don't. Um, Mm. But if I did, lengthy layoff, um, potentially difficult matchup against the Sharks. I can see that being, you know, as you said, a bit of a grind. Um, The South were lucky to beat the Dragons last week. Yep. So, yeah, if I owned Burgess, I'd, I wouldn't be bringing him straight back in. I think he's still owned by over 20% of people this week, mm. this, yeah, as it, as it right now. Yeah, a lot of dead teams in there, but I know a few people that have hung on to, on to him. So Does that include JT's team? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, thank you. Um, but, yeah, I'll be giving him that one week just to get a bit of match fitness, see where he, where he sits in this rotation. So this is probably one of the biggest questions of the week, the Eels. So we know how well they do perform at Bank West. You've got the king of Bank West. <laughs> do not delete that do not delete that what was that bank wet bank wet I just had a bit of my beer so I stuck if, my tongue if we're leaving my thing about Teddy Turbo VCC we're leaving that in thank <laughs> you um, yeah so the, the bank king West of bank west yeah we got it there in the end what does that make Moses uh, the prince I think they were calling him last week something like that but I he's, don't know. he's got a higher average well, there's only one king, right? So Moses is the, the prince or the queen, princess, whatever you want to call him. Um, but yeah, so I guess do we start with Gutho? So are we sitting him? You are sitting him? I don't know. Ooh. So you, you talk, so let's let's just break down. So Gutherson first. So clearly he has um, a better average at home than he does away. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, that's a, a point for sitting him. The other side of the spectrum is that the the Dragons have considered the most amount of points to fullbacks this year, um, but they are playing at Cogra. And if you look at what they've conceded against fullbacks at Cogra, it doesn't really represent what they've done 
everywhere else. Mm. Um, I can see them coming out and beating the Eels this week. They play; they generally play well at this stadium. Um, and I can, you know, I just the Eels are so poor at Brookvale. They get up at Bankwest, but I, I still don't think they're that good. Yeah, uh, I don't know. For for mine, like Gutho played a weird role last week, so he was like. They benched Marnie and then he moved into hooker, which I thought would just mean he's going to be shoveling the ball on, but he actually started running the ball a lot out of dummy half and, and trying to create a bit there. So that, that was interesting. But I like the fact that Gutho this week is, is probably going to be directing a lot of traffic down that Aitken, Saab, um, right edge defense combination combination for the Dragons. So I can see a fair few points coming the way of, say, a Mike Acevo on that edge. And Gutho does like... Uh, he's a bit of a roamer, so I can see him having his hands in, in a few of those tries, uh, a few of those points. So for mine, Gutho, um, is, he's a, I'm sitting him this week. Uh, I'm playing Sivo over him, but for me, it's one or the other, and I, I, don't, I don't see too many um, cons for either of them, so I'm not as possibly certain as you are. So but Moses is the one that does have a bit of a uh, or bigger discrepancy away from home. So his average drops. I think he's close to seven, uh, 70 to 80 points per game at Bank West. It drops right down to 55 points per game away. Um, mm. And even I've just noticed in the last couple of weeks, I think that he's been a bit lucky to get the points that he has. Um, so if I owned him, I'd be sitting him this week. Yeah, like last week, 25-ish points um, for him came in that one, I would say, lucky run. So he got an absolute belter of a flick pass that smashed into his chest and he just hung on to it and, and ran the length and passed back inside and, and set up a try. So that one run saved him from like a 30. Um, so he still kicked the goals and did all that, but it was Gutho that um, had his hands in the play. Dylan Brown was a little more involved. So for mine, that, that probably looked a little more about what I th- where I thought Moses would sit this season. Obviously, he's been on a big tear and a lot of the, the big... Stuff they've been doing at Bank West has been going through his hands, but um, yeah, as Bank you West. said, the Prince of Bank West is uh, a different kettle of fish away from home. So yeah, I, th- I see a lot of people trying to bring him in, and and do they play him? But for mine, I agree. I reckon he's a he's a controversial sit this week. Maybe that's our unpopular opinion of the week, sponsored by Forex Gold. Yeah, thanks, Welders Dog. <laughs> All right, well, I think that is enough uh, for tonight. We've covered all the main areas. Thanks, JT. Can we champ one of our mates before we go? Sure, you can yeah. do whatever you want. He's been wanting a, a shout-out for a while. This is our mate, Darren Shockier. Uh, Will Shock has just messaged me while we've been on air. Uh, he's got his, his trade plan for the week, so I'll read it out to you. So he's got Ryan Matterson. Sorry, please pronounce the name. It's so difficult. Matt Matterson and Cameron Munster being given the flick from his side this week for Nathan Brown and Nathan Cleary. So loving the Nathans this week. He's trading out Cameron Munster in a week that he's about to play the Broncos and then go on. He's got quite a handy run home as well, and we know what Munster can do. Is this man insane? Yeah. Yeah, one word. How good. And he's, he's a massive Bronco fan, so he's obviously got the maroon coloured glasses on. But Mate, full Broncos kit Friday night too. He is coming along, so I can't wait to champ him at full time when Cameron Munster's sitting on about 160. Can't wait to champ you tomorrow night when the Cowboys lose again. 
Yeah, righto. Righto, Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> All right, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. And uh, thanks, JT. And have you been practicing all week to get your yeehaw correct? <laughs> because now's your opportunity to make amends for last week's absolute shocker. You're adding your lisp of bank west at the start here. But anyway, we'll see you, see you next week. Yeehaw! It's about a 7 out of 10. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.